welcome, welcome to the Soul Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Beltoff, and I'm grateful to have you here with me today. This podcast is all about sharing stories from the heart so that you know, recognize, and truly realize you are not alone. We are on this journey together, and that makes it a little bit sweeter, doesn't it? You don't have to do it alone. Which I love about this is that it is not only a podcast, but there is also a community space that we hang out in. It is off of social media, so there are none of those distractions. And it is a place where you can show up exactly as you are. So come on over and say hello. You can learn more about it on the show notes linked below or on my website, jenniferbeltoff.com. Now let's jump in because here we are. You have gone through the very first week of 2023. How did it go? How are you feeling? Was it one of those weeks where you felt energized and excited, ready to take on this brand new year? Did you check a lot of those things off of your to-do list? Or were you maybe kind of in a haze? slogging through, trying to figure out what comes next. What are you doing? What's happening? (laughs) I think I'm more towards the latter. I was not that go-getter, get things done. I eased in to the new year really, really slowly. And one of the things that I've been doing is trying to tune in. Tune into myself. What is it that I need? And not in this overall huge big picture type of way, but moment to moment. What do I need in this moment right here, right now? And how in this moment right here, right now, can I stay true to myself? It's been a big transition heading into 2023. I am back working in the office, which means early morning wake-ups, getting myself in the shower, having to find something presentable that I can put on and wear, packing my lunch, getting my things together, and getting out the door. And let me tell you, it's definitely been a challenge for sure. Trying to find that new rhythm and routine, trying to remember to set myself up the night before so that in the morning, I'm not running around like crazy, gathering all of these things that I need to get myself out the door. But most definitely did not (laughs) do so well with it this first week in. And being in the office is a huge transition because it is that sensory overload where there is so much going on, so many people, interactions, and constant need to beyond. And I have to tell you, it's draining. It really is. I get in the car at the end of the day and I am exhausted, you know, struggling to stay awake as I drive home. And I forgot how tiring it is to really be around that many people in a day. When I was working from home, it is different because you're only seeing those people in those small chunks of time when you're in meetings together. It's not a constant eight-hour thing. 
And it really does make a huge difference, especially for me, where the way that I recharge is silence, quiet, not interacting with people. So really, this constant overstimulation is draining my batteries, and it is draining my batteries quickly, really, really quickly. And so that's where I've really been trying to check in with myself. What do I need right now in this moment? As the swirl of office communication is going around, do I just need to step outside for a moment? Do I need to go into a conference room with my laptop, close the door, and just work from there for a half hour so that there are no distractions? And each moment is different. And I think it's really important for us to honor how we feel in those moments and know that we can change our mind, right? Just because we say, oh my gosh, I need to do this right now. Maybe we get into it and we're like, oh no, this isn't actually what I really needed. I needed something different. So paying attention, trying to really pay attention. And in doing that, it means putting down the phone. It means being present. And tuning into myself inside, feeling those emotions, feeling those thoughts, and doing what needs to be done. Going back to work and having this commute also means that there's less time with Emma, which is so heartbreaking. By the time I get home, it is dinner time, bath, bed. And it's such a a small, tiny pocket of time. And I knew it was going to be like that, but now that the transition is happening, I really see the reality of it and how it is such a small pocket of time and that you, how much can you pack in those three hours? Not much, right? Not much. But yet at the same time, you can pack in a whole lot and there can be all the love and all the snuggles and all the things. And it's really just about prioritizing what is important. Do I really need to be picking up the dishes that have been left around? Or can I be on the floor playing with her? I should really be on the floor. Because that time is fleeting. Those dishes, they'll always be there, right? (laughs) There's always going to be some kind of dish sitting in the sink at all times. No big deal. And it feels like a blink of an eye. But Emma just turned six months yesterday. How did that happen? And it's wild because it feels like a blink of an eye, but it also feels like she has been with us forever. I cannot imagine my life without her. And it's funny because everybody who I spoke to who had kids while I was pregnant always said that. They said, you won't even know what your life was like before her when she's here. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll know. And it's like, no, (laughs) I don't. I don't. It really feels like she has been here this whole entire time. And it's amazing the amount that she has grown in these six months. Where, oh my gosh, when we first brought her home, it was so tiny, so small, and she felt Uh, precious is the first word that comes to mind, but it's like she was just, uh, she had to be supported everywhere, right? Like she couldn't hold up her head. She was moving her arms, but not really doing it intentionally. It was just 
these movements that were happening. She wasn't really aware of what was going on or who you were. And now, oh, my little girl is so curious, taking in the world, watching, observing everything. And she's like standing up if we hold her up and she's looking around. She's laser focused. She's holding her head. She's strong. She's not this little mush anymore. She's solid. And it is absolutely wild. When, you know, we would first put her down on her play mat, you had to literally give her something to play with. Now she's reaching, she's grabbing, she's rolling. You put her in one spot, you come back and she's all the way over here. You're like, how did you get here? <laughs> you know? And it is amazing to watch. And it really makes me look at life through a completely different lens. This lens of curiosity, where everything is wonder. Every tiny little thing, she watches, she giggles. Or she, you can kind of see her make this look where she's thinking about it and trying to figure out what's happening, what's going on. And I think, what would my life be like if rather than me saying, oh, this isn't going to work out because so-and-so happened last time and I know it's going to happen again. Or, no, I'm just not going to try because I'm just not. What if instead I was in this state of wonderment and curiosity, having my heart open to whatever was around me and taking it all in? I think about the joy that would erupt. And it's almost like becoming an explorer of the world. And that's exactly what she's doing. Because everything, everything is new to her. You give her a new toy and it is this look of like, hmm, what is this? Not so sure, but I'm going to figure it out. And I love that. I love that ability to really be present in the exploration. And gosh, this is only six months in, right? I can only imagine all of the things that she is going to teach me as she grows. And even teaching me about patience and presence and really being here. Incredible. Absolutely. Incredible. Six months. Oh, <laughs> in six more months, she's going to be one years old. I can't. Oh, I can't even imagine. You know, we would put her down and, you know, when you came back, she was going to be exactly right there, not even move an inch. Nope, not any longer. And it's just going to become more and more. And it's really exciting, really exciting. And what I love so much is that while I do go to work, Justin is home with her and it's only been a week, but just to see the bond and the joy and the love between them. Oh my goodness, it absolutely melts my heart. And I love that they get to have that special time together where it's just the two of them. And he's taking her to the park for a walk. He's bringing her over to his parents' house so they could spend time. And it's wonderful, so wonderful. And to know that she's just 
uh, in such good hands while I'm away. And he also sends me videos of what's going on throughout the day, which uh, makes my day completely. It really, really does. And so for that, I am uh, a thousand times blessed. And I know what a gift that is. I know not everyone is able to have that. It just works out with our work schedules where they are opposite. And yes, does it mean that there is less time for me and him? But we've always made that work. We've always figured that part out. So now it really has become a gift for Emma that she gets both of us in this way. And who knows, you know, what the rest of life is going to hold. It really feels like a brand new chapter to my life having her. And it feels like this journey where I have no idea where it's going to take me. And each day is new because I am learning so much and taking it all in. And I'm really trying to be as open as I can to what is the next thing? What is that going to look like? What do I really want to feel? And it really comes down to this connection, this love and joy, and living deep in that. And knowing, you know, from everything that has happened in my life, that there will absolutely be those hard, unknown moments. But it always returns to love and connection and joy. But the only way that it returns to that is by me not living in the fear of what could be, not living in this stunted growth of, oh my gosh, I, I don't know what to do, so I'm not going to do anything. But releasing, releasing expectations is the biggest. Because I found when I expect X, Y, and Z to happen, A hundred percent, that is not what happens. Even in the tiniest of ways, where maybe there is something I want Dustin to do. I don't tell him, right? Why should I tell him? (laughs) No. I'm just expecting it to happen as if he's this magical mind reader and knows what I'm thinking. And then does it happen? A hundred percent not, because I never communicated it. So really, being open, dropping those expectations, but also communicating, sharing what is it that I need? What is it that might not be working for me? And I definitely know before coming a mom that I wasn't great at that. Absolutely not. But ever since having Emma, I almost feel like this part of me opened up where I realized my strength. I realized my value. And I can't just stand here and let things happen to me. I play a part. I play a role in this. I'm the one holding the pen, writing the story, right? And if I'm going to do that, I need to show up. I need to ask. I need to voice my thoughts, my opinions. Not just be a backseat driver, but you know, 
jump in that front seat and go where I want to go. And I'm loving this new energy about me. It really feels invigorating and empowering. And goodness, I, I don't know where it's going to take me, but I certainly know that it has a lot of potential. But what I've also noticed, and this is from being back around a lot of other people, how easily I can get swept up into the energy of others. And I don't know if this happens to you, but I could be in one particular mood or feeling. And then if somebody comes in and they have kind of this overpowering energy, the kind of energy like, have you ever sat in a room and you're with a group of people and you're chatting and you're having fun and you're laughing and everything is great. And then all of a sudden one person comes in and they're having the worst day ever. They're down in the dumps. They're fired up about something. And as soon as they walk in, they don't even have to say anything. Just the way they entered the room. You feel it. You feel their energy. And all of a sudden, all of that great connectivity, that positivity, everything that was swirling with the group is now halted. And this new energy is taking over. Ugh. I've been there so many times and it's such an awful feeling, isn't it? Because everything was going great. And to know that one person can have the ability to impact so much is truly incredible. You would think, right, that the group's positive energy would overpower this one piece of negativity. But it doesn't happen that way. Why? Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> I really wish I did. But I find when I take that step back that I do, I see myself getting sucked into that, that darkness. And I want to be really, really, really more conscious and aware of that. And that takes me back to standing in my truth. And in that moment, my truth is not this crazy, worked up, swirling energy. It's not. So why am I getting pulled into the, to the tornado of it, right? I don't know. But I want to be more aware of that so that I don't get sucked up into that tornado. Because I find that once I'm sucked into there, I'm spinning like they are. And in that moment, it might feel good unleashing and kind of going a bit rogue and wild. But then after I step away from that energy and I'm back to just me and I'm not surrounded by that person, I don't feel good. I don't feel good at all. I feel like a poor version of myself. Well, that wasn't really truly me. And some of the things I said might not be what I really truly felt. I was kind of riding their wave. And I don't want to do that. I really don't want to do that. And it became really apparent to me this week. And it was really interesting because it was two totally separate energies. Where this one person did enter the room and they were this swirl of rage and emotion and everything. 
And I got swept right up into that. And then in another situation, I was working with someone who had kind of like the same, I don't want to say the same, but like the same kind of disagreement with the group that we were in, but had a completely different approach. And her approach was one to step back, to ask questions, to explain why things were done a certain way and really providing that insight. And the energy of the room, the energy of everyone felt so different. It was positive. We were actually accomplishing and changing things together rather than it being like this battle against each other. And I'm so glad that I experienced that after experiencing that first kind of wild, crazy energy, because it was a huge reminder of who I really want to be in that situation where things are swirling out of control and anywhere, you know, it could be in life. It could be at the office. It could be with a friend. I don't want to be that person that comes in with my guns blazing, you know, throwing, um, my gosh, my, <laughs> my mind just went blank, but throwing more wood on the fire. I don't want to be doing that. Rather, I want to step back. Take it in. You know, what's, what's really going on? And rather than saying, no, it should be X, Y, and Z, or just because I want to be this way, it should be this way. No, no, no. What's happening? How is everyone feeling? And a lot of times, it's just a misunderstanding. Or it's people not understanding, or not even understanding, not knowing certain reasoning behind things. And once that reasoning becomes clear, you're like, oh, okay. Now I see why you did what you did. That wasn't my intent when I asked you. But now we can just have a conversation about it and clear this up. It doesn't have to be a battle. And I don't want to live in that state of battling. I never did. I never was. And I don't want to be swept into that energy because of someone else. And I just keep coming back to what are my core values? And how can I stand so deeply in those core values that I don't get swayed and pushed over? I don't want to get pushed over. I know who I am. I know what I stand for. I know that throughout my entire life, I have been this observer. I have been the one who's asking the questions. Who's showing up and asking the questions in the room that you could almost see somebody else wants to ask, but they're too afraid to, and I'll ask it. And not in an accusatory kind of way, but in a curious way. And, you know, I think back to Emma. If you stay in that curiosity, the connections you can make, the things you can learn, what can be uncovered. And Emma's not showing up ready to battle the world. No. She's here with these wide eyes, looking at it, taking it all in. And that's what I want to do in all situations. Open my eyes a little bit wider. Take in all that's going on. Stay curious. Be present. Don't falter or sway 
from what I know to be right and true for me. And in doing so, I know it will absolutely lead to more joy, deeper connection, and overall, me feeling more fulfilled and happy with myself. And in the end, isn't that what we all want? is to have this great, loving, wonderful feeling inside. I know I do. (laughs) And I want to live in that more than I want to live in a struggle. I don't want to live in a struggle. Life is hard enough, right? We get thrown so many things at us. We don't need to be battling battles that aren't even ours. We don't. We can stay true, focused, and centered. And so that is really where I am this week as I entered into 2023, trying to navigate, find my way in this new routine, really see what's working. And gosh, just being gentle, really being gentle. Yeah, there are things that I know that I want to shift and change. But I can't do it if I create this stringent schedule and say, oh, I need to do this exactly like this, this many times a week. It doesn't happen, right? Not for me anyway. But when I focus on the way it makes me feel, give myself grace, I'm way more likely to show up and be present. And I've been doing that. Really been doing that one way is in moving my body, because that really makes me feel so, so good. But knowing that, like, it's not a thing where I'm saying, oh, I need to show up seven days a week. It's, you know, when I have the time. And when there is that time when I have it, when I might be pushing back and saying, oh, I'd rather just be lazy on the couch. Nope. That's when I am pushing myself and saying, no, now is the time to do it. Now is the time to show up. So be gentle with yourself. It is a brand new year. And all these crazy expectations get laid on what is the year going to be like? What are you going to do? How are you going to make yourself better? But give yourself credit for all that you've done. Know that you've done so much, right, already in your life. And you can keep cruising along. You don't have to make a huge, grand change. You can really soak up where you are, who you are, what you're doing, and be in the moment of it all. So do that. Please, please do that without this tense struggle. Now, one thing that I want to integrate into the end of every podcast last year, I was giving out writing prompts. But this year, I want to pull a card each week. Because this is something that fuels me, that fills me up. And I thought, you know what? Let me bring it to the Soul Circle community because it's a great little something to tuck into your pocket for the week, something to think about, to maybe be a little bit more present with. And so this week I'm going to use, and I do have a bunch of decks, so I will probably switch out them throughout the year, but I am totally loving the Angel Guide Oracle. Kyle Gray. These are the cards that I use when I did my yearly spread in the beginning of the year. 
And so I'm using them again today. And let's see, what is it that we need to hear as we step into this brand new week? What message does the universe want us to know? What might our hearts not be paying attention to that we really need to kind of be a little bit more aware of? And allow yourself to be open to whatever message comes for us, even if it doesn't make sense. Ooh, I love it, love it, love it. The card that I pulled is self-acceptance. Let me grab the little book and dig a little deeper into what this card means. But immediately when I pulled it and saw it, I just was thinking of everything I was just saying. And about really standing in my truth and not getting caught up in someone else's crashing waves, but being who I need to be. All right. The book says you are making incredible efforts to heal and release habits and thoughts that once held you back. Take a moment to look at yourself through the loving eyes of mother father and appreciate how far you've come. All the adversity you faced and the person you are today. Angels are wrapping their wings around you and encouraging you to see what they see. And they see you as perfect, just the way you are. If your confidence has dropped recently, or you've not been as positive as you'd like to have been, change that now by giving yourself credit where it is due. Maybe you've discovered that negative talk and thoughts aren't working for you. Oh my gosh, is this not what I was just talking about? <laughs> oh. This is a time to try loving yourself instead. To get started, try speaking to yourself more respectfully and giving yourself some leeway and time to change. When this card appears, know that your self-esteem and confidence have taken some knocks over the years and you have had thoughts that are no longer serving you. But your angels want nothing more than for you to be happy and at peace and they are drawn close now to help restore your confidence in yourself. You have the ability to live a life that you love, but to experience that fully you have to recognize that you are worthy of it. Oh, and what a powerful line. Recognizing that you are worthy of the life that you desire. You are absolutely worthy of it. So take time today to realize that heaven loves you unconditionally and then take small steps to loving yourself the same way. The outer world you experience is a mirror of the conversations you have on the inside with yourself. So align them with love. Oh, allow that message just to wash over you for a second. And what I love about pulling cards, and I have been doing this now, my goodness, for so many years, is it's always the message I need to hear. And I pulled this at that very end of, when I was talking. And it's so funny how it is exactly what I was just saying to you. And we need to have this self-acceptance, this self-love, this confidence in ourselves, and knowing that whatever it is you're desiring, you're wanting, you are worthy of it. Remember that, repeat that, write it down, put it somewhere that you can see it because you are absolutely worthy of it. Oh, I thank you so much 
for joining me here. It is a wonderful, wonderful to know that you are on the other end of this microphone. Knowing you are there is really what encourages me to show up week after week. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And come on over to the Soul Circle community. Let's hang out. I love being there. And I'm going to look to do more things in that community this year. I want to go live each month so that we can dig into kind of what's been happening, you know, what's going on. Let's check in. Let's really take a moment to slow down and look around. I want to get back into hosting writing classes. And then the big dream is a retreat towards the end of the year. So let's see what I can make possible, what I can plan, what can happen. But I'm staying open, knowing that I'm worthy of these dreams and these desires. And who knows what this next journey holds. I will be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, have a wonderful week ahead and we will talk soon.